Hey guys, so hope everybody's doing well. It's um yeah, it's been an interesting week. It's it's kind of interesting if you listen or you did listen to the you know the pre Paris um podcast. It 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 wasn't a smooth week in general, just because um I don't know, maybe I I just wasn't sure of um fitness in a way or um yeah like it uh, you know i i knew that i had trained for example um with most of the focus on rotterdam but i was still curious um to see what sort of result i could produce at paris and so anyone listening that isn't aware i was due to go to paris and race a half marathon um and i essentially couldn't go because you're you know the the rules are very clear on this um I just I filled out a couple of forms before flying and you know there there was no mention of um a rule that's in place that is essentially a nine-month rule and your most recent essentially your COVID vaccine can expire that's probably the best way to explain it and so it has to be within nine months your most recent shot and I, I just completely wasn't aware. And so, um, yeah, perhaps it's our responsibility now to make sure we have, you know, we're not, when you're looking up what country to fly to, it, it's usually, it was actually easier when you just needed a COVID test. And so the, the, the old rules used to be get a COVID test. If negative, you can fly. And now it's kind of, if you're vaccinated, you can fly without a COVID test. If your most recent vaccine was within nine months, if your most recent vaccine wasn't within nine months, it doesn't matter that you got a COVID test done and you're negative. Honest to God, like it, it gets confusing. Um, and so, yeah, I wasn't allowed to board the flight, which meant I couldn't go and race Paris half marathon. Um, I, on the way home, from the airport I went and got the booster um I just thought it would simplify life I um possibly could have timed that a bit better because it then kind of meant that I had tapered all week I really wanted to do something that weekend race that would show me you know where my fitness is good or bad you know I it it would have been worth finding out good or bad um the end result was, you know, you you wake up Saturday, you're probably tired from the booster. I, I wasn't I wasn't super tired, but I, I, I wasn't sure. So I went and tried to do like a solid effort and I just sort of found myself struggling a couple of laps in. And so um, I decided to call it a day and go home. And once I lay down for a bit, that's when I got the like fever and shivers. And um, yeah, look, it was a... It it was just it's just been a strange ten days because it sort of flipped from I wasn't sure if I was struggling and training that week in particular because I had been trying like breakfast and I don't normally have breakfast and I'm not sure if you listen to that whole podcast um and then obviously I trained Thursday afternoon having simplified things and and not done the whole breakfast and you know I I really trained really well. 
um, and it got me really excited. And so then all of a sudden the motivation was, you know, really good. And and then Saturday happened and or Friday and I couldn't fly. And um, then I kind of got a bit like negative and kind of pissed off. And it kind of hasn't, it hasn't totally settled. It, I, I need to do a better job of it's in the past, let it go. And and instead, I, I still find myself a little bit like confused and unsure if I should change things or, or do something different. Or And I don't mean like change career or I, I just mean like like the training and like um and, and yeah, it's kind of it's thrown me a bit because when you when you're a track runner, your your taper wouldn't be as aggressive. So I guess like when you're racing track, you kind of look you you race all the time and so if you weren't allowed to fly to a race and you missed it you know you'd you'd find one a week later or you'd find one a couple of days later or, and it just wouldn't seem like such a big deal but for me I think I'd, I'd started the taper like well pretty much from the Friday the week before so a good 10 day taper and <clears throat> I had kind of allowed a situation whereby I think for four weeks in a row, I had a rest day once a week. And I only really did that to freshen up a little bit for the half because I was I, I knew I hadn't dedicated a lot of training to the half. But when I when I seen rest days on the schedule, I wouldn't normally take the rest day. But because of the half marathon, I thought I don't want to go into this half too tired, not prepared and tired. That would be like a disaster and so then when you don't get to race the half and you're looking at the weekend and you're looking at the, the weekend that's just passed and you're like well fuck there was no race and not only was there no race I'm now looking at the previous four weeks training and you're looking at 80 miles 80 miles 60 miles 60 miles and and then I'm like well, for fuck's sake, like, what what the fuck have I achieved, excuse my language, in four weeks? Like, you know, all of a sudden, you've averaged 80, 160, 220, 280, yeah, probably 70 mile a week, which I'm not, there is nothing wrong with 70 mile a week. But when you're going to race athletes that are running 110, 120, it's not ideal. It's it's just not it's far from ideal. Um and so I I just had nothing to show for it. Like normally I would run ninety, ninety-five, and I know that's not like you know, it's not loads, but it's it's twenty-five mile a week more than seventy average. And I and I just looked at it and I'm just like, come on, like either you've tapered too much, the training load, you know isn't enough or and and so I was just frustrated there was a lot of frustrations um it's kind of got too late uh, I, I was hoping you know maybe I you know could have buggered off the altitude and 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 refocused and and sometimes that helps me refocus it helps me like snap out of that negative mindset and snap out of that like confused or feeling sorry for yourself type mindset and you can flip the script almost instantly and and you know full steam ahead and don't look back type mentality but there's just no options i'd have to travel and fly a 20 hour day just to get to like flagstaff for example and there's simply not enough time um 
And so, yeah, look, I, I like the plan, you know, I've, I've, I've thought about this and I've all week I've been like looking at ways to probably what, what the brain does is it moves into this mindset of how do I make up for this? And it feels like a disappointment. And, and so the brain moves into this space of like, instead of, instead of just letting it go, what we need to do better as, as humans sometimes is just, just fucking let it go. Just let it go. You know, you might've raced really well. You might not have, doesn't matter. Let it go. If you need to take a day or two to calm down, take your day or two to calm down. Then you have to move on. You have to get back. So the plan tomorrow, for example, I'm just going to do my very, very basic. I told you guys about this before. If I'm struggling psychologically or I'm not sure what to do, I do my very, very basic double day where I do my little bit of threshold in the morning, little bit of harder threshold that night. And that's the first step to getting things back in that positive direction. The other thing I did today was got straight back in the gym. So I run this morning, good food, good nutrition, run this morning, um, a good lunch, did my gym session, and then got out and got my evening double run done this evening. And so sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, and you guys might be guilty of this too, but sometimes you can be beating yourself up and and going over things and, and trying to figure out how could I how could I fix this? How could I, you know, make this better? What could I do? And by doing all that thinking, you're not actually actioning the things that you're totally in control of, which is getting the training done, doing your double run, doing the gym session, not missing that stuff, eating well, get the nutrition to a good place, sleeping well, etc. etc. And so there's always there's always room for making making things better making your situation better making altitude you know finding an altitude camp you know there's always there's always room for these ideas but actually the main the main things the main things sorry i'm saying that weird the main components that will generate a good race result you're already completely in control of and that's doing the training, doing it well, and doing enough. And and so I'm kind of looking at it and I'm like, right, okay, well, look, fuck, you know, you didn't get to do the race. Fine, move on from that. What can you do in these next four or five weeks to give yourself a better chance at Rotterdam? The first thing I had to do, get the booster. Done, well done. The next thing you have to do, back to training. Get the mileage back up to, excuse me, hold on. <coughs> My throat's been a bit funky. So get the volume back up to, you know, 95, 90 to 100. Um, that's honest. Keep it up there for the next three weeks, I guess. I think I have four and a half weeks to go. So three weeks of that can be 90 to 100. And then I can start to bring it down a little bit with the initial taper into the race. And so there's things that I can be in control of right now. It's a terrible day in Belfast, windy, super, super wet, cold rain. And it's the kind of day where, you know, that's kind of the, the, the days where you might be like, oh, I don't think I'll bother with that evening run. Or, you know, I did 10 miles and then I did gym. So that's a pretty good day already. 
the first thing I did tonight was make sure I got out for that next run. That's something that you're completely in control of. Go get it done. Once you start skipping runs, you start accepting a lower mileage week. You start justifying a lower mileage week. My brain would have said, oh yeah, don't worry about it. This week, you know, you just got the booster. You had the disappointment of the race. Don't worry if it's a bit lower. No, don't accept it. Flip the script, get straight back into it. Get your brain back in a good place. Bring discipline. What tomorrow does, this like the double session day, it brings discipline back. You have to do the reps at the right intensity. You have to do the reps at the right lactate. All of a sudden, you bring discipline back instantly. And it works really well. Then all of a sudden, you've brought the discipline back. Your discipline's back to a good place. And then probably Saturday or Sunday, you can do a more marathony type session and that'll obviously help Rotterdam. Tomorrow helps psychologically. Tomorrow does help fitness, but it also helps that like discipline that, you know, perhaps has been lacking for a few days. Um, so yeah, look, it's still um, full steam ahead. Um, I, I sort of realized in the gym today that I've probably lost a little bit of strength like I'm I'm doing the like the squats and stuff for example and I'm just not I wouldn't be as strong as maybe what I was um heading into Larne in London you know I think I was up 80 90 kilograms for example and I mean I'm not that much far off I think I was like 70 80 today which isn't too bad but there's there's little things strength to weight ratio has gone down because my weight's gone up I'm sitting at about 71 kilograms and so that that in itself can be a little bit of a we're, we're just in a sport where like weight and body image and size is quite a big deal and so when you know I always think of boxers when they're at like their weigh-in and they're stood on the scales and they look incredible they look so lean they look so cut they look so muscly and all these things and I guess like last week when I kind of did like my final way in, I suppose you could say, and I go down to Sinai and I'm about to do my like session on the treadmill and, you know, I, I jump on the scales and it didn't feel like a good way in, if that makes sense, because, you know, I'm stood there, like I, I'm, I think I'm 70.9 kg and I'm just kind of a bit negative because I know I've stood on those scales in the past and been, 68 kg you know and and that's three kilos is nearly half a stone it's um I think I think it's a an area that I find most difficult at sea level um and there's a couple of reasons why first of all altitude is really good for the metabolism so you naturally burn more calories at altitude um you also <laughs> you I'm not as partial to order like Chinese food or takeaway and stuff at altitude. And I just kind of feel sometimes at home when you're in that like that home mindset and that comfortable vibe that you're more likely to, yeah, just order the takeaway, you know, maybe eat a bit more. And um, yeah, maybe I've just got a bit literally a bit soft, <laughs> a bit soft psychologically. And, and then, yeah, also a little bit soft um, around the midsection. So um, look, I have a bit of time. I've got like four and a half weeks to um, shed a few pounds. 
um, get in the gym and get that like strength to weight ratio back up again. Um, and then of course, if, if your strength's going up a little bit, then, you know, maybe you can lose like a kilo or, you know, if, if I could get myself down to like 69.0, for example, which would be like nearly a kilo and a half or nearly two kilos, um, I'd be really, really happy with that. And I, I don't, I don't preach weight loss on the podcast. I have to say, like, um, I'm not huge into it, but the, the problem is it helps. And so, you know, to, to shave off four pounds and to bring the strength up in the gym, that's a, that's a huge boost for the likes of Rotterdam. Um, that's going to really help you at Rotterdam. Um, and, and, and that note that I, that I stress both bring your strength up while dropping a bit of weight versus dropping a bit of weight and through dropping weight, losing strength. So that's the kind of thing you keep an eye on. If you can lose weight while increasing strength, that's win-win. But if you're losing weight and losing strength, it's kind of, you don't really gain anything. There's no gain. There's no advantage. Um, and so I think that's really important. But yeah, look, it was it was a disappointing weekend. Um, it was it it made me angry, um, kind of pissed off with running a little bit, um, and and I just yeah, it probably threw me into a bit of a spiral of negativity. But um, then sometimes I I I went out Saturday and I got pretty drunk. I went to watch the rugby on Saturday afternoon with my buddies, and we had pints at the rugby and. And then I was having espresso martinis with dinner and, and, and yeah, the night, the night took off in all different kinds of directions. Um, I didn't get home until I think 3.30 a.m. Um, and then I managed to get up at half nine, drink a coffee and run a pretty hard 18 miles, which I have to say blows my mind that I was able and willing and capable of, um, banging that out. But look, fair play <laughs> I got it done um but yeah look no it's 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 all a in a way it's a patience thing you know I I, I got angry I got upset um but this this training and, and this routine it's it's all been about patiently just I might just get the fitness back to a good enough place that I'm perhaps ready to go and do an altitude camp like I did in 2020 and then that altitude camp is what elevated me to you know a, a really good fitness which allowed me to go and run all my personal bests um but for all I know I I can go and run a personal best you know you don't sometimes you don't really know until you get on that start line and you get an opportunity so you know Rotterdam will be be a nice test for that um and then the focus will turn to 10k. So Rotterdam's on the 9th of April. And then after the 9th of April, or the 10th of April maybe, Sunday, I'll probably pretty much go straight to altitude. Um, and I'll go put in a shift at altitude to um, hopefully go and have a, a, a good a good stab at, you know, running a, a 10k standard. Um, and it, it is exciting. It's I I always come back to this, but if I'm being honest, I've been frustrated with training lately, which is mad. Like, if I look at some of the stuff I've done, like it's it's super impressive. But 
I've just been frustrated. I've kind of been frustrated with um, maybe like some times or some splits or things like this. And I think I need to change my sort of attitude a little bit to just being a bit more grateful and being a bit more grateful that, you know, I'm in a position where I can be fussy about five to 10 seconds per mile, <laughs> you know, like some people would be delighted if they improved a minute per mile or or a minute and a half or things like this. And, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm at a place where if I start getting five to 10 seconds per mile quicker, you know, you're, you're talking about being at the front end of marathons, like at the proper front end of marathons. And, and so, yeah, sometimes I'm a bit guilty of just being a bit greedy and, and not being grateful. And, um, and then I think like, interesting that I, I have that mindset and that greedy mindset, but, but, you know, then I'll go and run 80 mile a week and not like 100 or 110, but still have that like greedy mindset. And so the problem is when I'm on the treadmill last week and I'm kind of pissed off with, um, like the numbers and maybe the lactate a little bit and, you know, that's, that's because maybe because I was down at like 70 mile a week average, you know, maybe, maybe it dropped that quickly because I was only running 80, 80, 60, 60. And so it's not like you've just done a month where the volume has been 100, 110. And, you know, then you've like tapered it down for a couple of days and done a test, you know, you've, your, your previous month has been 70 mile a week. So like, what do you expect? You can't really expect to be hitting these numbers that are going to break records. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes I'm a bit fucking dumb, if I'm honest. Like, I don't really look at the big, at the big picture. I just, I just look at my desire, my desire and my want to be really good. But, you know, if someone, if someone really like went to town on you and was like, hey, like, what about this? What about the nutrition? What about, it's only really since I got the Super Sapiens um arm band that I've really started dialing into the nutrition and I'm eating fucking couscous and <laughs> all sorts of things that I you know I just didn't really eat um and now that's in a really good place but like yeah maybe I was being a bit greedy especially when you know perhaps the application the training as a whole in terms of these guys are running 110 120 mile a week um yeah, they're they're putting in work too. You're not the only one putting in a bit of work. So, um, yeah, sometimes you need to just um check yourself. That'd be a good check yourself and um ask the question: Are you are you are you giving it? Are you giving it your all? You know, could you squeeze a bit more out of yourself and and would that help? So, that's the goal. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I take a bit of shit on social media and. Strava when I mentioned that I had a few drinks and stuff but I think what people don't understand is it helps me refocus a little like blowout like that you know it it's risky if then you're going to go and run I think I ran 18 miles on Sunday between like 510 and 520 pace um maybe like 514 515 and like that's not great Whoop told me I was one percent recovered. Whoop was not happy. Um but what what people don't get is that that helps. It 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 doesn't help at the time. But I wake up a day or two later and I'm like, Alright, let's fucking get after this. 
And it's normally in those moments, it's normally in those moments that I almost inspire myself to be willing to do exactly what it takes over the next four weeks to make sure that I go to Rotterdam and run really, really well. And so in a way, when I'm really boring and I don't and I don't have any social life and I go to bed really early and I live the really boring life, that boring part of life rubs into my personality. And so I become really boring in sport. I'm not as like ballsy. I'm not as like, it. let me tell you, it takes a fucking pair of balls on a Sunday morning when Whoop says you're 1% recovered and you're hungover to go and run a hard long run. It takes a right out set of swingers. like. But when I'm like sleeping perfectly and eating perfectly and not socialising and not drinking and not seeing my friends and being really like, you know, boring basically and mundane, I become a bit soft in running. I become a bit weak. I'm just not as... I don't try as hard. I don't push as hard. I'm not willing. And it's a personality thing. You can't, it's hard to have one without the other. But when I'm out there on Sunday, a bit hungover, I blame myself. I just go, you were a greedy fucker last night, beating Jaeger bombs India and Sambuca's India. So, you know, fucking keep going. Chop, chop. I know you're tired, but you may get on with it because it's your own bloody fault. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Whereas when I'm really well behaved and I don't step a foot out of line and I'm out there on a Sunday and I start to struggle, I almost get all confused. Oh, why am I struggling? Oh, this is crazy. Oh, but I've done everything right. And you you confuse the issue. Whereas when you've been knocking back whiskey, um, I think old fashions, old fashions, Jaeger bombs, Sambucas, it's pretty fucking obvious why you're struggling. But the point is, you probably would have struggled anyway because running's difficult. But I think I forget that sometimes when I'm being all perfect and goody two-shoes. Um, but look, there is a balance. It's not the healthiest thing to be doing on a on a Sunday morning. I mean, I got the booster Friday night. I tried to do a hard tempo Saturday, failed, only got 10K, and then went out Sunday and did a hard fucking long run. It was a tough old weekend. I think I ran... Let's see, 18 and 6. I ran 24 miles and I would have averaged about 504 or something like that. It's pretty it's pretty intense, like. And that's after the booster and the night out. <laughs> but like some people were like, oh, think what you could do if you didn't, but I probably wouldn't have done it if I didn't drink. You know, I'd have probably woke up Sunday and just gone for an easy long run with the group and and like called it a day. And again they're I was about to say there's nothing wrong with that, but like maybe I needed that hard long run. Maybe I needed the blowout. And so sometimes it's like, and I hate to be harsh, but like sometimes we have to mind our own business. And some people, not one person listening or me, none of us owe each other anything. We don't owe anybody anything. What you do is completely on you. If you want to make the most of your abilities and and you've figured out the best way to do that, you do that. Everyone always has to chip an arm in into your business, you know, oh, I shouldn't be doing that, shouldn't be doing that. If you want to do it, you go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah, look, full focus, no more beers, no more, no more drinking. <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, but yeah, look, no, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, th- I think this is going to be a, a good couple of weeks here and um, hopefully go to Rotterdam and, you know, get a good result. But I appreciate you guys listening. Cheers for tuning in and
Have a great day, week.